0: welcome to the hallmarkies podcast we're so excited today Uh, we are here to talk with one of our favorite hallmark writers you guys know we love talking to hallmark writers and we are here to talk to author and screenwriter terry wilson and uh i'm rachel and lisa is here hi guys yes and and terry thanks so much for coming on the podcast Sure. I'm so excited. Thanks for having me. Yeah, This is going to be great. So what we like to do is we like to ask uh, our guests to tell us, uh, introduce yourself to our, to our audience and tell us what inspired you to become a writer.
1: Okay, Doug. Well, first of all, just, um, just to clarify, I'm not a screenwriter. I'm just an author. Okay. Um, so yeah, so we'll get, we'll get into that later, okay. but um, I'd like to write a screenplay sometime. I just haven't done it. Um, okay. But several of my books have been made into movies and we've had like actual screenwriters who know what they're doing do that. So, <laughs> um, But my name is Terry Wilson and I am an author. I love to write romantic comedy books. Um, three of my books have been made into Hallmark Channel original movies along with the sequel to one of them. Um, and they're Unleashing Mr. Darcy, Marrying Mr. Darcy, The Art of Us, and Northern Lights of Christmas, based on my book label, Sweetheart. And I live in San Antonio. I'm a big dog lover, which is why there are a lot of dogs um, romping their way through so many of my books. Um, if y'all seen Unleashing Mr. Darcy, the dog Bliss that belongs to the heroine is based on my own dog named Bliss. And she likes to watch doggy actors play her on TV. (laughs) Um, But that's about it. I just, I love Hallmark Channel. I've always been a huge fan of the network. And so I was really excited when um, I started working with them. That was like a dream come true. Oh, and how did I become a writer? So I think I always kind of wanted to be a writer because I'm an only child. And when I was a kid, I was really shy and quiet, and I read a lot. I mean, I was a big, big book lover. I read, like, all the Nancy Drew mysteries and the Trixie Belden mysteries and the Little House books. Those were some of my favorites. And I always just grew up with a big love and passion for books, and so I think it was always kind of something that I wanted to do.
0: That's really, really cool. Uh, they, were you somebody that was sort of scribbling little stories and things like that growing up?
1: yes um, my first like published piece was in high school we had a um, my high school started a literary magazine and anyone could like submit something and my friends uh, my writer friends always crack up when they hear this story because it's so out of character for me because my books are mostly romantic comedies they're Mm -hmm. light and fluffy they're really fun and they're always real positive in tone Um, and really sweet but the very first thing I ever wrote that got published was a short story for that high school literary magazine and it was actually a horror story about a little boy who gets a red balloon at the zoo and then the balloon later turns on him and tries to murder him which (laughs) is so old I know that's amazing and I love it (laughs) (laughs) it's like the most random weird fact about me but um I was going through a real Stephen King reading phase at the time <laughs> and I think that that's where that came from but yeah so yes yeah, so that was my first like published piece and then um you know when I first went to college and graduated and everything I worked at National Geographic for a long time as oh. a photo researcher and art buyer And it was during that time that I really kind of got the bug to start trying to write, you know, a book. I joined an online writing community and kind of learned how to write short stories. And then I, you know, my son actually was in middle school at the time and he was like, well, mom, you should just do it. You should write a book. He was the one that really encouraged me. And um, I did. And I just, I loved it.
2: That's amazing. I love that story. I love the fact that I I love it when I talk to um, authors that, you know, it's always been kind of a bug and then you just find a community that supports you and you just put yourself out there. I'm just so inspired by that because, you know, not everybody has the guts to put themselves out there. And I just love that. I love, um, hearing stories like that. It's just so amazing. So yay.
0: No, I just say that that's really sweet that your son encouraged you to, to do it.
1: Oh yeah, I know I always like to point that out cuz that like meant a lot to me. He's an only child like I was an only child and right now he is he's 27 and he is right now living in New Zealand in a camper van traveling all over the country taking pictures. He's a photographer. Oh, that's so. awesome. I oh, know, it's really cool. Yeah, he usually yeah. is an English teacher in Korea, but yeah. right now he and his girlfriend are like in New Zealand for a whole year doing the camper van thing.
0: Amazing. Oh. Uh-huh. Nice. Yeah, like, can I go, can we like go to a, maybe like a a hostel for a week so that I can come visit? (laughs) I
1: know, right? I mean, and of course it looks amazing on Instagram because his pictures are fantastic. Um, You know, but I think the reality of living in a van is a little bit more challenging than it actually looks on social media. So it's always, every time I talk to him, he's telling me some funny story, but um, I just started doing yesterday actually. Uh, So anyway, we're really close. And so, you know, it meant a lot to me that he encouraged me to do it. And, um, yeah, so I started writing, I was still working for National Geographic and then, um, National Geographic closed the San Antonio office and we had, I think like four months notice, you know, to just kind of pack up the office and transfer all the work to the, um. Chicago office and the Washington D.C. office, and during that period of time, that four months is when I got a literary agent and sold my first book to Harlequin, and so everything just kind of turned around in that period of time. And now I'm a full-time writer, and this is what I
2: do all the time, and I love it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, that's so great. Okay, so here's my next question that I'm—that's my favorite to ask authors because I'm so just enthralled with the process. Are you a plotter or a piancer? Like, how do you? What's your What's
1: your go to Um, I'm kind of like in between. I'm a plotting panther. (laughs) Um, I'm not not a total panther because that would make me nervous about meeting my deadlines. Gotcha. Yeah, because I have a lot of deadlines. And so I need to like make sure I kind of like, you know, I'm not gonna get completely stuck or write myself into a corner. But um when I start a project, I always um I always know who the characters are, like my hero and heroine. That's usually who I have Um, I know like who they are and what they do and where they're from and you know kind of what their baggage is if they have any or what their goal is that kind of thing and as far as the story goes I know what the meat is going to be and from then I just I kind of know the beginning I know like something major that's gonna happen in the middle and I know how I want it to end and that then I start writing and just kind of like fill in, you know, in between. Because I do want it to be, you know, kind of have a natural flow to it. Right. But I know the main plot I know the main plot points and I know my characters. But other than that, you know, I'm not one and I have friends who like make a whole outline and they know like how many scenes are gonna be in each chapter and you know what's gonna happen in every scene and there's no way I could do that. I mean I don't think I'd ever get started. You know, that (laughs) would be really hard.
2: Mm -hmm
0: yeah <laughs> so do you do you when you when you have a book do you do like a, a kind of a rough draft or an outline or something that you show show that you said you have a deadline so do you show your publisher some kind of
1: rough draft of some kind or some kind of pitch no um and right now actually I'm writing for three different publishers which is why I have a lot of deadlines <laughs> you know to juggle but most of my books are sold on proposals so how that works is, um, I'll write, you know, I'll come up with an idea for either a book or a series of books and I'll write the first three chapters of the first book, or if it's a standalone, just that one book. And then I'll write a synopsis, which is basically a summary of what's going to happen. And if it's a series of books, then I'll just write like a blurb for books two and three, like a back cover blurb, you know, that you would Uh read. And then my agent takes that proposal and shops it around, and so then I'll get a contract based on that, and it'll be anywhere from one book to four books or whatever, and so then, you know, we'll have a deadline for all the books, so, you know, the books are sold before they're actually written. Mm -hmm. Um, At the most, I've usually written the first three chapters, so anyway, that's why I have deadlines, because, you know, Mm -hmm. the books are sold on proposal for the most part. You know, every now and then, there's an oddball case where it's something different. Your
0: first book, did you have to have that written completely? Oh, yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, the, fir- the first time out, you have to write the whole entire book, <laughs> yeah. and then, um, you know, but a lot of times, you know, depending upon who your publisher is, especially in romance, because, you know, all my books are romance, I, I have one book that's like a women's fiction romance blend, but it's still very much a rom-com, in romance, a lot of times, they'll when you first sign a contract, they'll want to contract you for more than one book, and so, usually, the first one is completely written, and then, if they like it, they'll have you write, like, a blurb, or, let. Like, Uh, a synopsis or you give them an idea for like a a follow-up book and maybe one after that. And when I say series, they're still standalone books. There's like a different romance in each book and it's each book is its own thing but something ties them together. Like they all take place in the same town or, mm-hmm. you know, I have a series that's just called the Royals and every book has a Royal theme, but that's all really literally all they have in common. You know, that kind of thing. Mm, right. So um, a lot of times, the, but the first one, yeah, your first time out, you have to write the whole entire thing.
2: Well, I've also noticed in a lot of your books that there's this, there's a ten, there's a Audrey Hepburn theme, which is I love because I know you're an Audrey Hepburn fan which is amazing and I need to get devil more into some of those because I'm obsessed and I wanted to ask you I saw your I read your interview with Ruth Hill and I remember you talking about your Audrey Hepburn-esque books and I saw where you one day want to write something based on Sabrina and oh I do I'm obsessed. And if that ever happens, I will like run to the store and get it because it's one of my favorite movies. And yes, Mm -hmm. I
1: love that movie. I rewatched it recently for the first time in a long time. And then I watched the modern day one, Mm -hmm. you know, with um, his name is I'm blanking on Harrison Ford. Yes, Yes. Harrison Ford. Mm So, oh, my gosh. And I love that story. And, yes, I love Audrey Hepburn. I mean, I have a whole series that was kind of inspired by Breakfast with Tiffany's. And then I've done, like, I've done a Roman
2: Holiday book. So, um, yeah, I would love to do the Sabrina book. The story of us, isn't that also based on, like, a sort of Audrey Hepburn-ish type thing? Or maybe I'm – sorry, maybe I'm mixing that But I'm just obsessed. And when I saw that there was a chance that someday you might write a Sabrina story, I, like (sighs) – Went a little crazy because that would be amazing. Okay, that's all I have. To oh, say. the art of us. The <laughs> yes, art the of art of us. It. I'm Is sorry, so like, the story yes. of us. I'm sorry, the art of us. Yes, I'm sorry. Well,
1: I'm like I'm currently writing a book called The Story of Us, and oh, I was no. like, wait a minute, am I writing an Audrey Hepburn book right now? And I don't even know it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like getting really
1: good <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, That is weird though that the names are so similar. But no, the story yeah. of us is based on a Hallmark movie and I'm writing it for Hallmark Publishing. And so um, that's why the titles uh, are accessible. But no, the okay. art of us is definitely based on My Fair Lady. Yeah. So yes. it's also, so I've done a lot. I've done a lot of Audrey Hepburn inspired stuff just because okay. I love her. Yes. And I love her fashion. I love her style. I love that she was so into helping children and animals and just so, you know, ladylike. I just, I, I just love her. To pieces. So yeah, Sabrina, that's definitely on my bucket list to do is write a Sabrina book.
0: Well this is exciting. We now we know the story of us is coming out. Yay.
2: <laughs> we should have cool our way, alert. Exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> really we got cool. a scoop guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i mean i hope
1: it. i'm not gonna get i hope i'm not gonna get in big trouble for saying that okay. but it's already up for pre-order on amazon so oh, i think like that is out of the bag if yeah. you like go digging yeah that's common knowledge but mm-hmm. um but that's the i haven't really announced it or anything just because <laughs> you know Anyway, I'm writing yeah. it right now. So. so Those those classic
0: romantic stories are just, they're classics for a reason. They're timeless. And, and I, I do think that the Sabrina remake is one of the better remakes ever done. I think it's really, for sure. it's really solid. In fact, in some ways, I think it's maybe even improves upon it a little bit. Just, just because I think that Bogey wasn't 100% invested. And maybe that's blasphemy <laughs> to say. Because I think of the age difference, and it was just, I don't know. <laughs> I
1: think it was kind of funny. Well, I totally <laughs> agree. I mean, it's kind of, that's kind of hard to, I, that's just a weird pairing, you know, Audrey yeah. Hepburn and, and Humphrey Bogart. So you're right. I think that the actors in the sequel, I mean, not the sequel, the remaking, you know, are, are more believable together. Mm-hmm. But Audrey Hepburn was just so charming in Sabrina. I just liked her so much, yes. you know. Yes. yeah so
2: course, she's yeah. But I will confess this: that the remake, the Sabrina remake, is my go-to fall asleep movie. When I'm like, I put movie on to fall asleep to, that's it. I put it on. And I just yes, everything about it is Yeah, so
1: I'll
2: stop gushing about Sabrina.
1: Breakfast at, yeah, Breakfast at, <laughs> at Tiffany's is my fall asleep movie. Oh yeah, I okay. love that movie. Yeah.
0: I that's love cool. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Totally with you there. One of my, I don't have that many. Like lines of dialogue or whatever from movies or quotes memorized, but the the cab scene at the end of mm-hmm. *Rex to Tiffany's*, I just oh. I love. <laughs> Afraid to stick out, your neck and I could say life's a fact. People do fall in love, and it's just so, so good. good. <laughs> no matter where you run, you just end up running into yourself. Uh, it's <laughs> it's really really good. So yeah, we definitely for could a
1: while have- I was like walking around saying Kel nightmare all the time. Like she does in that movie. And my husband was like, what are you saying? You, know? just like, you yeah. need to brush up on your Audrey Hepburn bus cab. Yeah.
0: Well, and I just, I love the fact that she's somebody you see like partying all the time, having these loud parties. And yet the thing that she makes her happiness happiest is Tiffany's, but not because it's expensive. It's because it's quiet. Right, and, and nothing exactly. bad can happen to you there. That's why right. she loves it. Which is, I don't I just love it; it's so good. So we could have a really fun movie night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so very good. Uh, so do you have favorite uh, romantic kind of tropes, like that you mentioned, like the meet cute, the opposites attract, the that kind of a thing that is your favorite, and that you really love to work into your stories?
1: oh you're asking me what my what my favorite favorite tropes yeah what well, your favorite tropes are uh, well my all-time favorite one is royalty in disguise like uh-huh. secret prince or secret princess i mean i will watch that read that or write that like any day of the week i mean that's my favorite and so like roman uh roman holiday to me is like the original royal in disguise mm-hmm. movie i and um but just because you know, I think that was like the first time that that was done. But I just I love that trope so much. I mean, it just cracks me up. I'm like, you need, like you know, the prince and me, or like all the Hallmark movies where the heroine has been dating this normal guy and then she finds out he's a prince. And my favorite part is always when they're just like really upset by it. Like, oh no! Like, wait, ew! How dare,
2: dare you be royalty? And be amazing <laughs> and have access to <laughs> a whole country <sighs>
1: this changes everything you know <laughs> i just i love it i love that moment um so that's that's my favorite and i also love 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 opposites attract i mean that's always my favorite because i like to write um snappy banter you know where they're kind of insulting each other but you know that they really like are into each other that's i love writing those kind of scenes so, opposites attract is another like big favorite of mine. I also like, i like going on and on. I like all, I like all of them. I like the pretend relationship ones too,
2: yeah. because then
1: you really can write a lot of subtext into the scenes, you know. And then you have those moments where like they're, the characters are telling themselves, oh, you know, this is just pretend, but then. There's always those moments where you can tell that oh my gosh no I'm Agreed. not pretending Agreed. I really love him you know Agreed. that's the best I really love fun. it
2: because as the reader yeah. you're like is this them faking or is it not oh my gosh this is so cute okay yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is isn't it? really a <laughs> so those my favorite.
0: yeah those are good ones it's not really a trope it's just sort of a convention you see sometimes that I just love so much what I call the romantic comedy fall like fall together like romantic comedy fall where it's like they'll, they'll be on the subway and there'll be like a bump and they happen to just like bump into each other and stare directly into each other's eyes like, <laughs> like fall and yes. just like falls into his arms or you're like directly on top of each other and this like, like i can't <laughs> imagine that ever happening in the history of the world like ever but it's so because so that makes it even better because it's just so hilarious to me <laughs> like
2: oops oh, i fell that right that on you
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah i've written that a few times yeah in my i, I have it. in my Roman holiday but royal no and um in the art of us i mean and it's in the hallmark yeah. movie too they meet when she like that you know crashes into him when he's carrying his flowers you know to go yeah. paint so um and then i have that happen in my royal aroma book when they're the heroine's chasing a dog that has escaped and they like crash into each other. He's like, the dog has run off with her wedding veil Uh and she's chasing the dog and then runs smack into the hero. So, um, yeah, those are fun. Those are, (laughs) I just like everything about rom-coms. I'm just like a big rom-com fan. (laughs) Yes. Clearly we are as
0: well. Uh, (laughs) so, so your first book that was turned into a Hallmark movie, Unleash Mr. Darcy How did you have the idea to do this with Pride and Prejudice?
1: Um, That actually was, I always say that that's my favorite book that I've written because there's so much of like me personally in that book. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the time, I had my dog, Bliss, and my other Cavalier King, Charles Spaniel, Finn. And they are older now, like Bliss is 10 and Finn is eight and a half. But at the time, they were a lot younger. And I showed them in dog shows, just like, you know, in the story. Mm -hmm. And I was at a dog show. Bliss um, was only the second show dog I've ever had. I don't show dogs anymore. I'm really, really horrible at it. Like really bad. <laughs> I, I get really nervous in the ring, and my dogs know that I'm freaking out, and then they start doing their own thing, and then I start panicking. It's not. It's not a good look. So, um, I'm retired from dog show handling. But at the time, you know, I had my dogs, and I'm a big Jane Austen fan. Uh, One thing about dog shows that you don't really see on TV, there's a lot of sitting around and waiting your turn. Like, you know, you have a lot of time to spare. And so I was at a dog show and I had a copy of Pride and Prejudice and I was reading it, you know, ringside, you know, waiting for my turn to go with my dogs. And, I just started thinking about what if Mr. Darcy, you know, was a dog show judge. I was like, that would be great. Cause I was always real nervous about talking to the judges. Like whenever they asked me questions, I would get like all sweaty and clammy. And so that just, that idea just popped into my head. I was like, gosh, wouldn't that be crazy if Mr. Darcy was a dog show judge and you know, I had to show under him and then I just started thinking about it from there. Um, and obviously that was that was I've never met like a billionaire dog show judge. Maybe they exist. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I just started thinking about it. And the more I thought about it, the more I just started kind of writing the story in my head. And it really started out just as scenes in my head, different things that Elizabeth and Darcy would say to each other in the ring. Because those were my favorite scenes to write when they had all that, you know, all the little banter in the dog show ring. And I thought about that book for a good six to eight months before I even wrote any of it down, because my original thought when I first got the idea was who in the world would want to read this. I mean, I didn't think anyone would be interested in that story at all. I was like, it just seemed like such a niche kind of thing. I was like, you know, who would read this? Like dog show people, you know, you know I, or Jane Austen fans. It just seems like such a specific kind of story that I just wasn't convinced. And then, like I was saying earlier, I was at National Geographic. And I had um, lost my job, but was still like working, you know, waiting to get my severance pay or whatever. And um, I thought, okay, this is my chance. I'm just going to write it. It was almost like an act of desperation. I was like, I'm just going to write the first three chapters and send it to this agent that I had been talking to for about a year, but hadn't offered to represent me. And so I wrote the first three chapters and I contacted her and I was like, hey, remember me? You know, we've been talking, I have this idea for a book that I don't know what you're going to think, but I've written some of it let me know. And she was like, Oh, I love this. And that's kind of when I signed with her and my career, you know, really took off. I was so surprised that people like really liked the story, but yeah, they do. I mean, it's, it's really popular <laughs> yeah. and um, which makes me really happy. Cause like I said, there's so much of me in it and you know, my, my actual dog is in it. And so it's a very near and dear to my heart story.
2: Yeah. And how was it to like, I mean, the first one was a, a success, obviously, But I mean, and then there was like this whole campaign on social media to get a sequel. And then all of a sudden there was a sequel. And then, I mean, there were people that were legitimately having watching parties, very excited for marrying Mr. Darcy. And so that must have been like super, like exciting for you just knowing that, oh, not only did you create this world, but then it got a movie and then there was a whole following for the movie to ask for another movie. (laughs) That must have been super fun. I know.
1: (laughs) It's really overwhelming. And I'm, a, you know, I, when I get really overwhelmed or really emotional, I cry and I like yeah. cried like all the time. <laughs> cause it was, I mean, I, the whole, when the whole first one was being made and I, you know, I get to go to the set. So I've been on the set of all my Hallmark films, not the whole time, just for like two or three days. Yeah. Um, you know, everything, the first one, cause since it was my very first movie and at the time, even people on the set were saying, Oh, congratulations. There's nothing like the first. And in my head, I was like, are you crazy? This is the only movie I'm ever going to have. This is like a once in a lifetime thing. It never dawned on me that I would have one movie, much less, you know, four. So, um, I was just like taking it all in and so excited about all of it. And then, um, When Mary, Mr. Darcy came about. Yes. I mean, it was so being on set was so different because everyone on set, Ryan, Cindy, me, you know, everybody, we were just all having such a great time on Mary, Mr. Darcy, because it was like this big reunion. And it was so fun because when we were making the first movie, you know, none of us knew that it was going to be as popular as it was. And so we just had such a great time on the second one. But where I really like lost it was I finally got to meet the dogs that are in the movie. Cause the first time I was on set for the first movie, I was there for the big ballroom scene, you know, yeah. where Grant Markham comes back and all that. Right. I yes. was, and, and all the scenes that were filmed at the big country mansion, I was there for those scenes and the dogs, don't go with them to the country in the movie. They do in the book, but they don't in the movie. Um, So the dogs weren't, you know, on set when I was there. And I was really excited to like, I really, you know, wanted to see the dogs because obviously I'm a big dog lover. So when I got back, when I got to go to marrying Mr. Darcy, I was there for both weddings and the dogs were there and they were on set, but I still think I was there for two days before I finally got to meet um, Tika, the dog that played Bliss, the dog. And then when I finally got to meet her and I had been talking to her owner online, like since before Unleashing You Miss Darcy even came out. So we had like the little relationship uh-huh. and then she came out and she brought Tika and she put Tika in my lap and I just like completely lost it because I was uh-huh. just like, you know, all of this, all of this love for this movie and the online campaign and like, you know, hashtag Darcy's. I mean, like none of it would have happened except I just, you know, wrote a cute story about my dog. You know, that's kind of how I, how I think about it. And so, um I buried my face in that dog's fur and like bawled my eyes out. <laughs> and like Hallmark home and family was there filming behind the scenes stuff. So somewhere in like the Hallmark vault there's a picture of me like sobbing all over this dog that or like a video of it. <laughs> But, um, and you know, cause I'm, when I'm there, I'm like trying to be cool, you know, like, Oh yeah, I'm a writer and I work with Hallmark. It's normal, you know, <laughs> but every now and now, you know, on set. Yeah,
2: no, 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 just no. Me. Yeah.
1: Every now and then my total <laughs> inner, like fangirl geek comes out and I just like totally lose my cool. And when that happened on unleashing Mr. Darcy, um, because I was trying to, you know, trying to be really good and quiet and not get in the way, um, on the last day that I was there, the script supervisor and my producer gave me, a, they, they presented me on set a director's chair with my name on it. And it said, um, Terry Wilson, Unleash You, Mr. Dorothy, author. And they gave it to me and I started crying. I was like falling. bawling. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, I was like so excited. And they said, and you can take it home with you because I was leaving later that day. Oh and gosh. I was like, oh my God. I said, I'm not really sure how I can like fold it and get it on the plane, but definitely. And they were like, okay, we didn't mean the whole chair. We meant like the back part with your name. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. So That was really good. We all had a good laugh about that. And then I told my husband about it. He was like, are you going to stick that name placard to your airplane seat on the way home? I was like, yes, I'm going to put yes. it in every chair I sit on from now on. <laughs> For real?
2: Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> Yeah, no. oh, that's awesome. Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> so
0: were you really excited when you saw that Ryan PV was going to be Darcy?
1: Oh, I just about died. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> yes, because, um, you know... Like now, I've, I've had the same executive producer for all four of my Hallmark movies, and we have a really close relationship right now. But, you know, that was the first time we'd ever worked together. So it's not like, you know, I was calling her up every five minutes saying, who do you have cast in the movie? I was, like, sitting at home waiting to find out, and I was also waiting to find out if I was going to get to be on set. And, um, you know, every now and then I could see people posting stuff online. So I knew stuff was happening, but I wasn't like in the know as much as I am on, you know, the future projects. So my producer, Sadelle called me, they were already in Vancouver, um, shooting hadn't started yet, but it was set to start in like 10 days. So she called me just to give me an update of everything that was going on. And we were talking about what dates I was going to come visit the set so we got all that nailed you know hammered away and then I said well while I have you on the phone um have you cast Darcy yet and she said yes we have and honestly that was my main concern is um I, first of course I was just excited that they were making a Hallmark movie out of my book honestly I really didn't care what they did I was just so excited but you know Mr. Darcy is an iconic role you know and right. and there have been you know a few Darcy's throughout time and i mean everyone always remembers who plays jane austen's mr darcy character so i really was hoping you know i wanted it to be someone really good actually i wanted it to be prince harry that's <laughs> he was my pick i thought we needed a ginger darcy you know <laughs> he's british and in the book in the book mr darcy's british so i this whole time thought we were having a british darcy so mm. Um, I joke, but I would have been happy with Prince Harry, but, um, so I, I was really curious. I had no idea who it was going to be. And so I asked her, I said, so you've cast him. And she said, yes. I said, can you please tell me who it is? And she said, I don't want to tell you, I want you to be surprised when you get here, but trust me, you're going to be happy. And I said, you can't do this to me. You, you have to let me know. And she's like, I'm not sure you're going to know who he is. You know, he's on a soap opera. I said, you know, just tell me who he is, please. And in the meantime, oh, she also said, he's on his way to my hotel room right now because the seamstress is here and he's being fitted for his tuxedo. And I said, okay. So he arrives to her room while we're still on the phone and I still don't know who he is yet. She hasn't told me his name, but I could hear him talking in the background. And, you know, Brian has such a beautiful voice, such a deep, lovely mm-hmm. voice. I was immediately thinking, oh, well, this, you know, this sounds pretty promising. He <laughs> sounds amazing. And then she finally told me his name and I spent like the next 24 hours YouTubing like every single thing he'd ever been in, which was a lot because there's a lot of Ryan Pavey general hospital YouTube content. Sure. so and I was thrilled I mean I couldn't believe it I was like oh my god and of course I was sworn to secrecy I couldn't tell anyone and I was just dying to text like everyone I knew you know with his picture um but yeah so we were I was just so happy I think he's the perfect modern Darcy so he was an excellent choice yeah
0: yeah so you worked with the same I was for the reason I was thinking you had written Mary Mr. Darcy the screenplay but I guess, so you had just worked with the same, it was the same author, same writer who adapted both or who wrote both in Tina Booth. Is that correct?
1: Or am I just... No, Tina author? did not write Mary Mr. Darcy. Oh, um, so we, we have a thing. different... Yeah, no, um, it's um, Barbara Bronner and James Madison. I forget how to pronounce his last name. Um, They're a writing team that wrote the screenplay for marrying Mr. Darcy, and they also wrote the screenplay for my Christmas movie, Northern Lights of Christmas. Okay. Um, And they're fabulous. Love them to death. But no, when we, um, when we approached the network to try and sell them a Darcy sequel, I worked with my producer and we wrote a few story treatments, which Mm -hmm. was basically a really long summary of things that could happen, you know, Mm -hmm. in the sequel. And, um, and that's how we sold the project. And then once. Um, Hallmark decided they wanted to do it, then you bring a screenwriter on board and they, you know, write the screenplay and work with Hallmark to make changes and stuff. So it did, mm-hmm. you know, there were a lot of things that changed from our original idea to what it turned out to be, but it was pretty much, and we knew it was going to center around the wedding. You know, mm-hmm. we knew it would have, we wanted it to be a June Weddings movie. We wanted it to center around the wedding and about the problems that um, Aunt Violet would cause, you know, in the whole wedding situation. Um,
2: Francis Fisher is just to die for <laughs> I love her villain yeah. oh. villainess roles and just ugh, she just kills it I love I know. it she's so good at it right yes that stare I would yeah. not want to be in the same room with her and have her be mad at me I know and she's delightful she's hilarious I mean she has such a fabulous
1: personality I just love her but you know when I found out she was in the movie originally I freaked out I mean I couldn't believe it I was like wait you mean like Kate Winslet's mom from Titanic you're kidding me (laughs) Um, but she's so perfect you know in that role and yes she I really really like her and yes so she's a big part of the story
2: yeah awesome okay well I won't try and ask you if there's gonna be a third one with a baby, but at the same time, if you wanna tell me later, if there's a movie with a baby, then have, uh, or a Christmas movie, then I won't tell anybody. I'll just yeah. keep it to myself. But okay, <laughs>
1: that's good. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> okay. So, I already spilled the beans about the story of us. I know. This I was book. like, I already got
2: enough. to the <laughs> story of us. Maybe I can get another one. <laughs> well,
0: I mean, that one it, it totally makes sense that they're making into a book because it's a like the most amazing bookstore like ever oh i know right yeah. yeah so it only makes sense <laughs> <laughs> but the art of us i i think is, an, is a really interesting one uh, it's uh i i mean steve lund i just well I Steve Lund. he's the best and <laughs> i don't know i just feel like it's a little bit different it's not like all uh i mean i love the conventional ones that are executed well but I don't know, I just feel mm-hmm. like their relationship's a little bit different and his character's a little bit different and the whole Van Gogh element is kind of,
1: kind of fun. And I, how did you get the idea for that? Um, well, when I got the publishing contract for Unleashing Mr. Darcy, the publisher told me they wanted a three book series and they wanted each book to be a retelling of a classic romance. So I mean, I had to come up with, you know, class, ideas from classic literature. So I knew right away I would do Romeo and Juliet, and I have a book called Unmasking Juliet that's like based on Romeo and Juliet. And then for the third one, I was like, classic literature, what am I going to do? And like, "The um, My Fair Lady is based on a play named Pygmalion. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, okay, that would be great, because I do love stories based on the whole My Fair Lady element. But I wanted to make it fresh and modern, which is why I did the gender flip. I mean, the professor is the woman instead of the man. And I thought that that would just make it feel more, you know, like a modern day story. And um, yeah, and I knew I wanted the guy to be the dog walker and she was going to try and pass him off as an artist because I knew I wanted to get my whole little doggy element in there. (laughs) But, you know, the dog is named Vincent because the dog is named after Vincent Van Gogh. Um, And in the book the dog only has one ear and so you find out that she adopted the dog from the shelter because he only had one ear and you know the artist Vincent Van Gogh you know cut his ear off when he was live so um so it's you know the dog's really cute and he only has one ear but then when I found out it was gonna be a Hallmark movie I was like what how (laughs) how are we gonna do this I mean we're not gonna lop some poor dog's ear off um and so the producer told me they thought about pinning the dog's ear back. And then finally they were just like, forget it. We're just going to lose that element of the book. So that was kind of funny how it kind of changed. Um, But yeah, I love art and I really like to write about things that I love. So uh, there's, common themes in a lot of my books. I think I've already told you I like, I'm a big fan of the British royal family, obviously. Um, so I I always, I have a lot of books with royalty as a theme. I'm a big ballet lover. I have, so I have a lot of books where the heroine is a ballerina. Um, I like Breakfast at Tiffany's. So I have a whole series of, book, of books that take place at a high-end jewelry store that is really basically Tiffany's but I gave it a different name and I love art and so I have um you know art is kind of a common theme in a lot of my books but that was my first really big art book so um it has a lot of fun facts about Dingo and his paintings and stuff in there
2: I love it
0: I like it because I mean I love Steve Lund but also it has like some pretty (laughs) good uh good kissing in it and it
1: does not all homework movies do and that can be honestly I was surprised when I found that out. When I read the script, I counted them. I was yeah. like, there are four kisses in this book, yeah. in this movie. I was shocked. <laughs> and I'm grateful. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's yeah. like jeez, we're adults here. These aren't made for what children. Is- we can have some it was not my decision because you know i didn't write the screenplay but i was like wow i mean i was just i was kind of surprised because there's just usually not that many in a hallmark movie unless the characters are already married you know then they'll do that like on hallmark movies and mysteries or whatever but um yeah there are there are quite a few kisses in that movie but since steve is great he's so funny to talk to he's a really really nice guy Mm. very tall a lot taller than he
2: looks on tv yeah that's what i was going to ask you about is if he was like tall in real life because you can tell he's tall in movies but then i'm like is he like super tall in real life because yes i like super
1: tall. He's super duper duper tall and yes. um and he's such a nice guy like on the last day of set um i mean he like had everyone gather around and like you know said everyone give terry a hand you know she's here Aww. visiting us today i mean it was really really sweet And on the day that I left, I rode to the airport with him and we were filming, we we flew in and out of Vancouver, but we were filming um, in Langley, which is about an hour, an hour and a half outside of Vancouver. So it was a long ride and like the whole entire ride in the car, he was showing me baby videos of like one of his little baby relatives. It was, (laughs) that's what we did. We watched funny, cute baby videos on his phone, like the whole ride. It was hilarious.
2: that is super yeah, cute. Yeah, he's
1: really laid back, super sweet guy. I really like him. Well, we need to and Taylor Cole, yeah, Taylor Cole, the heroine in that movie, is um, actually from Texas. So we had oh. a lot to talk about because she grew yeah. up in the Arlington, Dallas area, and her dad still lives there.
2: Right. And that's where my husband and I moved to. And so my husband's from Arlington, so I'm always like, hey, she's from your neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. So. You are now writing a a book that's based on a Hallmark movie. We released on the tenth. Book will be released on the eleventh, and it's Love at the Shore, which uh, was a film from 2017, Summer Nights, with Peter Porte. And uh, I was just wondering, what is that like? Kind of the reverse process. You've had, you've had somebody. Adapt your books, but now you're having to adapt screenplay. You are have people adapt your books into a screenplay, and now you're having to adapt somebody else's screenplay into a book. What's that? What's that
1: like? It's completely different and unlike anything I had ever done before. Um, but I I knew when when Hallmark announced that they were starting a publishing company, like right away I wanted to work with them just because, like I said, I love sure. Hallmark so much. I love the movies. I love their stories. And so um, when Stacey Donovan, the editor at Hallmark, contacted me and asked me if I wanted to do it, I was like, oh, my gosh, yes. And she said that they asked me to write that particular one because um, Love at the Shore is the first Hallmark movie that has Happy the Dog in it. You know, Happy mm. the Dog, you know, the Hallmark little doggy mascot. Mm. And they were like, well, you know, since you wrote Unleashing, we thought it would be great if you could write this movie since Happy is in it. And I was like, sure, I love it. And I remembered the movie. and. um I really liked it because some of the Hallmark, you know, they're all real good feel, they're all feel good movies, obviously. Um, Some of them don't have as much conflict as others do. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked Love at the Shore a lot because it, it's a enemies to lovers or, you know, mm-hmm. type relationship, you know, um, to opposites attract. That's a better way of putting it because they get off at the wrong foot right at the very beginning. I mean, such a wrong foot that she like, she builds a wall so she doesn't have to look at him. Um, and so I knew that it would be really fun to write those scenes where they have all their little bickering moments and then slowly they get to know each other and realize that, oh, I don't really dislike her so much after all. Um, but it was a really different process because what they do is they send you the movie and, um, you know, on my, I have it on my computer and then they send you the script. And so you can, you know, just kind of eliminate all the extra words and then you already have the dialogue. But so I got it and I watched the movie a couple times and tried to figure out how, how I would divide it up as far as chapters, because the book is written in alternating POVs. So like you'll read a chapter and it'll be like you're in Lucas's head and then you read a chapter mm. and then you're in Jenna's head. And so I had to watch the movie and figure out which scenes I would do, you know, from which character's point of view. And then um, I went through with the script and watched the movie and made any changes that were different, you know, with what in the dialogue. And then when I, you know, down, you know, uploaded the dialogue, actually I retyped the dialogue because it was just easier than trying to uh, delete everything else. Um, The total was about 9,000 words. And, you know, the book is 65,000 words. So I was like, okay, I I have 9,000 words of dialogue and I have to turn it into a 65,000 word book. That's like a lot of narrative you know to add to it and so because the book is pretty true to the movie I was allowed you know they do ask you to write a couple of bonus scenes so there are a couple scenes in the book that are not in the movie that I just got to like make up myself and of course I got to write an original epilogue about what happens after the movie Mm. and it was really kind of cool because I thought you know since it's a Hallmark movie I thought they would have to approve whatever I did or you know but no they they said write whatever you want I was like, okay. And obviously I think if they didn't like it, they would have had me do something else. But um, yeah, so I just kind of got to write whatever bonus scenes I wanted and, you know, show after the movie in the epilogue. I just, I was able to pick whatever. And, you know, books are kind of different because in a book you're in a character's mind and in the movie you're not. And so, but you're, so you're privy to their inner thoughts. And there's a lot of things about characters that you learn in a book that you don't learn in a movie. Like in the movie, at the beginning, Lucas is pretty clear that he's just not really into kids. He's not, you know, he's got kind of a bachelor who likes to have a good time and is not real into children, but you know, you don't know why. And what, with Jenna, she's a single mom with two kids and she's, you know, has an ex-husband, so she's divorced and she's a brand new author and she's writing her second book, but you don't know how any of that happened. And I kind of got to create backstories for the characters to include in the book. So it was really fun. Um, I'm, I'm interested, because now I've seen the movie so many times, and of course I wrote the book, I can't really look at it objectively, so I'm really excited to see um, what the reaction is going to be from people who've seen the movie even multiple times and loved it. I'm really interested for them to read the book and see, you know, how they think about it.
2: Yes, that is one of my favorite things about books, and I think that's why it's really hard to when you read the book first and you go to the movie because you already know what's inside some of these characters heads and some of their motivations. And so when you go Mm -hmm. to watch the movie, you're like, why did they make that choice? That doesn't make any sense because in the book, and then if you find yourself like in the book. And so I'm, I'm I'm super into this whole reverse novelization where we get to have the Hallmark movies and then, we get to read it because I just feel like it's so fun to be able to flesh it out even more. So I'm pretty excited about this one because at the beginning, I mean, sorry, spoiler alert for anybody that hasn't watched Love on the Shore, Love at the Shore, <laughs> but you should. But spoiler alert, you know, you think he's just this like unemployed beach bum, and then you find out he's like this really stand-up, like super successful yeah. guy. And I think that would be <laughs> fun to get into his head and kind of see some of his deeper motivations, like in in the book. Oh so yeah, I'm, I'm really for pumped. sure. Yeah. One thing yeah. I
1: liked. It was in really
2: mo- fun. Yeah. One thing I liked in the movie
0: is that, you know, there's the classic scene in a lot of these movies with the person that's at the boardroom and they drop everything and they're like, sorry, guys, I have to go to my kids' play or whatever. And I've always <laughs> thought that, that scene was just really flat and just never rang true to me because. I don't know. I just feel like kids understand. They get it. Like finish your meeting and then go. <laughs> like, <what? laughs> I finish giving yeah. your speech and then go. And I, I felt like the, the, I liked the kind of take that they did in that one of, of that whole dynamic and that, like the kids had to sort of learn to forgive and learn to understand it. Uh, it, it, it was just a little bit messier than that's typically executed. I think.
1: It was, you know, of course that's like the big dark moment, you know, is Mm -hmm. when, you know, he doesn't, well, I don't want to give away all of this in case anyone hasn't read it, but you know, there's a big dark moment where he like doesn't show up for something, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, but yeah, that was one of the, that was one of the most challenging scenes to write in the book was that moment during the board meeting, like when he sees the call and he's like trying to figure out what to do Mm -hmm. because at this point, you know, I think that he's really, he has really fallen for Jenna and her kids. So I was like, okay, I have to like really figure out like what he's thinking at this moment, because the reader is going to be seeing into his head because that scene is very, very, very short in the movie. It's just like a couple of lines. So in order to make it an actual scene in the book, it had to be much longer. And so we have to see, you know, what his decision process is there and, you know, how he feels about, you know, why isn't he leaving and why, you know, why he decides to stay and that kind of thing.
2: Oh gosh, I'm so excited. Okay. Um, Yay. <laughs> okay, So I wanted to ask you in love at the shore, Jenna takes the whole point is that she goes to this uh, beach cottage place or beach house, whatever to basically a working vacation so she can write. And I wanted to ask you, have you ever done that where you've gone somewhere on vacation to write, but if not, where's your favorite place to write? Um,
1: I do that like all the time. Like I'm leaving on the 15th of this month to go to Scotland to write for a week with one of my girlfriends. So we have like a little cottage in the Highlands. Well, you know, I accidentally bought it at an auction. I I accidentally bought a trip to Scotland. So, um, and it's in the middle of nowhere. So I'm going with one of my friends to write, but no, I do that a lot. Um, I have a lot of um, girlfriends who are writers and it's fun. We call them writing retreats sometimes like with uh, some of my local writer friends, we'll just go like out to the country or Canyon Lake or somewhere small in Texas in the hill country and rent like a cabin for, you know, a a long weekend. Or sometimes, you know, it'll be longer, like, you know, I'm going to Scotland for a week. And um, it's just inspiring to get out of, you know, your normal routine and go someplace beautiful and peaceful and, you know, where it's quiet and you can just ride all day and then in the evening make a big meal and drink some wine. And I love that. That's like my favorite kind of vacation, actually. It's really,
2: really fun. That sounds awesome. So mm-hmm. I need to start writing so yeah, I can I'm, go like, through these retreats, is, I think. <laughs> is Yeah, I yes. just want to maybe fold up in your suitcase and then I'll pour the wine and make dinner while y'all write. <laughs> and
1: then... That, I would love that. Yeah. <laughs> great. Good
2: deal. I'll yeah. cook and then you guys okay, can what you wrote that day and I'll get all the spoilers. Yes, okay. <laughs> yeah, so I'll,
1: I'll be finishing the story of us when I'm in Scotland because it's due shortly after I get back. So well, that's my goal for that retreat is to finish that book while I'm there.
0: Awesome, well, that is very exciting. <laughs> I love it. Well, <laughs> let's, we like to, like I said, we like to end with our little Teen Beat questions that are just kind of our fun questions. And so first question, what is the best ice
1: cream flavor? Mint chocolate chip. Mm-hmm. Very good. No uh,
0: hesitation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, is, what is your favorite color? Pink. Oh, fun. Okay.
1: Uh, what music are you into right now? Um, I'm not a super big music person. I listen to music when I'm writing, but Uh I like to listen to music without words or Uh with like foreign language words. So it's not distracting. So the two things I've been listening to a lot lately are both movie soundtracks. And uh, one of them is from the holiday that um, Kate Winslet, Cameron Diaz movie. Uh And then I've also been listening to the soundtrack of something's got to give with Jack Nicholson and Diane Keaton. And most of that um, music is in French. And so those are my go-to soundtracks to listen to when I'm writing. Cool. Good. All right. What is your go-to date night food? Pizza. Like Thursday night, my husband and I have a standing date for pizza and Project Runway. That's <laughs> that's our big date night because I'm a huge Project Runway fan. So every Thursday I make a homemade pizza, like, you know, with real dough and everything. And we um, watch Project Runway and eat our pizza. So one of my friends invited me to do something on a Thursday night recently. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I have like an important commitment. <laughs> and that's what it was. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I love that.
0: That's really cute. Yeah uh so you just uh you just answered probably the other question is what's your go-to date night activity i guess we know it's to watch project runway
1: well that makes me sound so like a homebody um but if i'm leaving the house you know um i love to i actually i love to go to the movies i told you i'm a really big rom-com fan going Mm -hmm. to the movies is my favorite thing or going out for a nice italian meal i love italian Mm -hmm. food So pasta and red wine anywhere, you know, that's going to be a great date night. That's one of my favorite things.
0: There haven't been that many romantic comedies at the movie theater, but did you, uh, did you like get to see crazy rich Asians last year?
1: I saw that movie four times. That's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> it's <but> so good. <laughs> I was just so excited that it was like the return of the rom-com yeah. finally, you know, back at the big screen. And I saw and I told you, my son lives in Asia. He lives in Korea. Mm-hmm. So um, it was just like, yeah, I loved all the Asian stuff because we went to Japan recently on a trip with him and we've also been to Korea to visit. So I was into the Asian stuff and that it was, um, you know, a rom-com finally. And I loved the hero in that movie, his accent oh, yeah. and everything. It was just, yeah. So I, I saw it, it and I loved yeah. it so much that every time one of my friends was going to see it, I was like, I'll go with you. <laughs> so I yeah. saw it a bunch of times.
2: I watched it twice Anybody you know, I'm sorry. And, and yeah. on the plane to Paris. And then when we were in Paris, my sister and I, there was playing at a little cinema right around from where we stayed. And yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> we saw it again. Oh. I mean, I love it. Yeah,
1: it's just so a great good. movie. And it is basically it's every Hallmark movie where the heroine finds out she's <laughs> dating a secret prince. That is yes. what Crazy Rich Asians is. It's the exact same thing, except instead yeah. of being a secret prince, he's a secret, you know, billionaire from Singapore. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Darn the luck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so good. I yeah, I, I went yeah. to see it with uh Amber, uh our close Amber, and we were just like so excited we were so hyped after it was great yeah <laughs> uh so Perfect. i think i know the answer to this but dogs or cats dogs although i like <laughs> cats too i like all animals but dogs are my favorite maybe you need to write a cat book now that you've written <gasps> all those dogs well the,
1: there's dog. a cat in the story of us
0: oh you're right yeah no. that's right mm-hmm. okay yeah. beaches or mountains beaches uh, would you rather be in a fancy dress or sweats? Fancy dress. I love uh, clothes. Very good. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite holiday to celebrate? Oh,
1: I like all of them. I mean, I like decorate my porch for every holiday and everything. <laughs> um, so I'm really into that, but I always say that new year's is my favorite holiday because I'm really into like fresh starts, goal setting and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, Christmas is probably my favorite, but I always <laughs> love, I like New Year too, because it's always like a fresh reset every year.
0: Cool. Love it. That's good. Good answer. All
1: right. Last question.
0: And you can pick one of your own it's fine. What is your favorite Hallmark movie?
1: Oh, no, I'm not going to pick mine because that would be cheating. <laughs> so, although my favorite of mine would be Unleashing Mr. Darcy It's my sentimental favorite. Um, but let's see my favorite. Okay, I have a lot of favorites. Um, I'm going to have to go with a princess for Christmas. Uh, yeah. i love yes. that very good one you know, we're all like oh yeah no and, i'm saying yes uh, that's, a that's a good one yeah <laughs> yeah no i mean i i it's not like a happy sigh everyone's like oh that's a really good one. i like all the royal christmas ones which is why i was like trying to go through all of them in a file folder in my head um but there's something about that one that's really really sweet with the kids and the heroine is so vulnerable and i just i really like that one so i'm gonna have to say that that's my favorite
0: very good. Well, you passed the test. We we'll did it. Yay. All- <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep <laughs> allowing you to write homework books. That's <laughs> so good. So, if people want to get uh, the book, you, it's available, it'll be available tomorrow in the airs uh, and they can get it all over the place. It's very exciting.
1: Yes, it's in paperback, ebook, and audio. And the the audiobook, um, I think, is going to be on sale for only like $7.50, which is an an amazing deal for an audiobook. Um, So, yeah, I hope everyone reads it and really enjoys it. It's a perfect summer beach read. Mm. Yes. Okay. Very good. And if people want
0: to follow you on social media, all that fun stuff, how can they do that?
1: Um, I'm all over the place. So, um, my website is terrywilson.net, and my name is spelled T E R I, Wilson.net. And I'm on Twitter at Terry Wilson Author without a O in the R, I mean in the word Author. It's like Terry Wilson Author. Um, and I'm also on Instagram as Terry Wilson Author. And you can also find my author page on Facebook. But if you go to TerryWilson.net, it has links for all those places. So it's perfect. super easy to stalk me if you go onto my website. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll put that on so, the and I have a brand. I have a brand new website that's been like completely redone for the release of Love at the Shore. So I hope everyone okay.
2: does go to it because
1: it's gonna be really cute.
2: Okay. Oh. I confess I've already gone to it and I've already been like, oh my gosh, I like it. Okay. <laughs> Very oh, good.
1: okay. You haven't seen the new one yet because it hasn't launched yet. Oh, <laughs> oh. Yeah, I to
2: because I've already better today. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah.
0: I'm sorry. Oh no, we'll we'll have it in the description section. People definitely should check it out. And uh, so Lisa, where can people find you?
2: You can find me at, on Instagram and Twitter at girl gone Hallmark.
0: Great. And you can find me at Rachel's reviews, all over social media and on iTunes and YouTube and make sure you guys are following the podcast The home pod all over social media and on YouTube and iTunes. You can give us your ratings and reviews on iTunes. We really appreciate it. Give us a thumbs up on, uh, YouTube and subscribe to the channel. We really appreciate that. We have our Patreon. We have a lot of other stuff going on. Definitely check that out and we really appreciate all of that. And thank you so much, Terry. This was so much fun to talk to you. It's something I've been thinking about doing for a while because you're so fun on Twitter. And I'm so glad it worked out
1: and uh, look forward to reading the book. Super. Thank you so much for having me. I loved it. <laughs> all right. We'll definitely have to do it again. Okay. Thank right, you. Bye. <laughs> okay. Bye. bye. Guys.